Welcome to Three Strikes You're Out, the Outsports Baseball Podcast. My name is Ken Schultz, contributing writer to Outsports and Baseball Prospectus. This is going to be a real quickie episode for Fourth of July weekend here. Just got a couple topics I want to talk about, and then I want everybody to have a good holiday, I think, essentially, at this point. So this is episode number 81, the Eddie Guardado with the Reds episode of Three Strikes You're Out, having to go deeper and deeper into the Google searches to find guys to match the numbers, which is part of the fun at this point. So let's dive into what's going on in MLB right now, which unfortunately means we have to start by talking about Trevor Bauer. I don't want to talk about it any more than you want to hear about it, but unfortunately it's unavoidable at this point. So this offseason, the Dodgers signed Trevor Bauer, and my first response was even outside of the fact that he is objectively a piece of shit. That was unnecessary. There was no need for another starting pitcher in their rotation. It's one of the least necessary major signings that I can remember of any of the past, let's say, five or six off-seasons. Putting all of that aside, it's not at all surprising to find out that Trevor Bauer is this much of an awful piece of shit as a person. And if you haven't read the Athletics account of his deeply disturbing abusive behavior. I really warn you about going to check that out if you're especially if you're triggered by anything at all. I mean that sincerely. Like this is, we're talking near American psycho levels of depravity. So my first response to all this is exactly how many warnings did you need? How many instances of serial abuse against random college-age women did you need to find out about in order to deduce Maybe this guy is one of the worst people and we shouldn't be giving him $40 million a year. Because how many women came forward to say, hey, this is a warning. Don't bring this guy in. At what point, what do we need in order to listen to the people who say this and say, you know, maybe they're kind of spot on about this guy's character. I mean, this is, this is exactly what you get for making an unnecessary signing that ignored dozens of warning signs about who this person was. And going forward, there's no way in any sane industry that Trevor Bauer should see the field ever again. Like, I wouldn't want to put any abuse victims through seeing that happen. I certainly wouldn't want to put any right-minded Dodger fans through the mental gymnastics needed to watch your team and having to cheer on an abusive psychopath like that. And yet, this we're recording this on Thursday night, and Dave Roberts, in his comments to the media, essentially told them, it's out of our hands. It's out of our hands, says the guy who has the literal lineup card in his actual hands every single game. Really, Dave Roberts? It's out of your hands? You're sure about that? As people have been pointing out on Twitter, Dave Roberts benched Cody Bellinger for not hustling a double. And you're telling me that that's a bigger offense than what Trevor Bauer has done? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Good Lord. And it's part of a general baseball pattern that's one of my least favorite baseball leadership patterns where you see the guys who present themselves as, you know, the game's 
people to look to in terms of guidance and leadership, like Dave Roberts has won Manager of the Year, World Series winning manager. But how many of these guys, when the chips are down and you really have to deal with an actual human crisis in your clubhouse, in your locker room, decide that the only course of action is, I'm just going to sit here and wait and hope that someone else tells me what the right thing to do is. When it's blatantly obvious what's right here. Like, it shouldn't take you more than a second to realize Trevor Bauer should never pitch again for my organization or for Major League Baseball. But yet we're sitting here waiting until somebody has the bright idea that, yeah, let's get this abusive prick out of our sport for good. And you wonder why we honor actual leaders like Branch Rickey or Bill Veck or Rube Foster throughout history. And it's because they're the rare exceptions in baseball to the game's atmosphere of conformity. They're the rare exceptions that don't wait for permission to do the right thing and to say, oh yeah, this is actually the best course of action for this game and for my team. That's actual leadership. And it's sorely lacking in a game that's overseen by Rob Manfred in the commissioner's office and on a team that's overseen by Dave Roberts in the manager's chair, unfortunately. And I don't ever want to see Trevor Bauer on a major league field again. You don't want to see Trevor Bauer in a major league field again. It should be an obvious decision, but it also feels like there's a non-zero chance that come Sunday, he's going to be taking the hill for the Dodgers. And that sucks. That's awful. At some point, and, and baseball just did the right thing by putting Jared Porter on the ineligible list this week. Like, you don't even need to go back that far. Go back, like, two or three days to find the right thing to do here. It's obvious. Get him out. Okay. I picked quite the topic to segue into a commercial break on, didn't I? Trevor Bauer is an abusive, misogynist prick who should be fired directly into the sun. Now here's a message from Warby Parker. <sighs> The other MLB topic I want to talk about briefly is the collapse of my beloved Chicago Cubs over this past week. And it's not really surprising, I guess. It's felt like, honestly, from the start of the season through their hot streak in May and through actually a pretty decent first part of June until the June swoon of the past couple weeks, it's always felt, even when they were playing their best, like they were just barely staying ahead of the sabotage that was kind of implanted in this roster from the get-go, from the moments that they traded Yu Darvish and Victor Caratini this offseason. It really is, and, and sabotage is the proper word for it. Tom Ricketts wants to cosplay being a poor person. And you would think major league team owner would be an odd choice of profession if you want to convince everybody that, oh no, we're broke. But nonetheless, that's the way he acted this offseason with the uh, biblical losses that he's experiencing. And they are biblical in the sense that Ricketts is one of the 10 plagues. I think the Ricketts family's emails are somewhere right between water turning to blood and locusts. Look it up. It's in Exodus, I think. I'm pretty sure the next plague is the Jose Quintana trade. So it's felt like even when the Cubs were at their best, they were competing against their utter lack of depth, especially as concerns, who knew, the starting rotation and backup catcher. 
when you're trotting out, unfortunately, the last remnants of Jake Arrieta and Jose Lobatone and trying to compete for a division title, even in the National League Central, that's probably not going to get it done over 162. And they, and they kept it up for half a season. It, it really was impressive given especially the offensive slumps they went through. But yeah, baseball, it does catch up with you. And so now we're in a spot. Like I was watching Wednesday's game where they blew, they, they jumped out to the 7 nothing lead in the first inning. And unfortunately, I, I hate to say it, but once they scored those seven runs in the top of the first, my only thought was, yeah, I wish anybody but Arietta were pitching, which is inconceivable to think that. You know, even... Five years ago, which was 2016, coming off of the season of his life in 2015. Like, Jake Arietta, man, it was just a brief time, but still one of my favorite pitchers ever to wear a Cub uniform. But unfortunately, yeah, it, I mean, it's it's done. And and you could tell that it was done on Wednesday when uh, Ryan Sandberg, who occasionally, like once or twice a month, does guest color commentary on Marquee, and Ryan Sandberg is not going to put anybody on blast. His default setting is still quiet. But he's also a really smart player. And every now and again, he will chime in with an observation that makes you go, yeah, I mean, this is a Hall of Famer talking here, and that's why. And it was after one of the walks, I think early on in the first inning, when Arietta walked in one of the runs, Ryan Sandberg watched a replay and said... There was no conviction in that pitch. And this is Jake Arietta again. It's, it's inconceivable to think that Jake Arietta does not have self-confidence on a pitcher's mound at this point. This is the guy who back in the 2015 wildcard one-game playoff, winner-take-all, on Twitter when Pirates fans were talking shit to him, he responded, whatever helps keep your hope alive, just know it doesn't matter. I still get chills reading that even today in 2021. Like that's the kind of thing you, you read that and in the background you're hearing the Undertaker's bell and you're about to see the entrance of the guy who's going to shut them out for nine innings. Like that's that's the stuff right there. But, but that's Jake Arrieta from the past. And this one is pitching without conviction in a game where he's up 7 nothing. And unfortunately, yeah, I mean, that's it. When, when you're doing that, it's over. Which, which sucks, because he's responsible for some of my greatest memories as a baseball fan. But unfortunately, that's the facts. And now a lot of Cub fans are saying that, okay, you definitely got to sell. You know, back up the truck. It's, it's time for another rebuild. And slow your roll. Everybody needs to understand that just because the rebuild worked when Theo embarked on it, because he had to, because Jim Hendry was an idiot, and left him nothing to start a team with. Just because it worked as well as it did in 2012 does not mean it's going to work in 2021. But one thing, we're in a sport where so many teams are dumping salary and are trying to hoard prospects. So we're not in an environment anymore where you can make trades like Scott Feldman for Jake Arrieta and Pedro Strope. Like, that's the rarity now. Teams are hanging on to guys who have upside and aren't willing to let them go just to make one run at it anymore. For another thing, you really want to trust Jed Hoyer 
with this rebuild the way you trusted Theo 10 years ago? Because Jed Hoyer, not Theo Epstein, can tell you that much. You know what a rebuilding trade looks like right now from Jed Hoyer? You know what Jed, Jed Hoyer's rebuild looks like? You Darvish and Victor Caratini for the fucking cast of Saved by the Bell. You want 10 teenagers? You want 15, 20 in the Cubs system? Because that's what Jed Hoyer wants, apparently. Like, what has he done to give you confidence that he'll know what he's doing to rebuild this team from the ground up? You, you want a team that's starting over? I mean, look at the Detroit Tigers. They embarked on a rebuild. Some would argue, many would argue, too late. But they did. They committed to it. And it's been, what, five or six years? And they're nowhere close. I don't know that a tear-it-down-to-the-studge rebuild can work in 2021 MLB when so many other teams are trying it. In order for a rebuild to be successful, you also have to make sure that you get the highest possible draft picks for your tank job and don't miss on those. You have to get Chris Bryant followed by Kyle Schwarber followed by Ian Happ to make a rebuild work. And with so many other teams tanking right now, who's to say you'll get even close to the first or second overall pick and have a shot at the next Chris Bryant? So it's it's not an easy place to be in right now. Like there is no good solution to what's going on with the Cubs, but but getting gung-ho about a rebuild and, and saying trade everybody I don't think that's the way to go about it. And I certainly don't trust Jed Hoyer with that strategy right now. Uh, honestly, I, I'm at the point, you know, it's it's ridiculous to say fire Jed Hoyer at this point since he's only been on the job less than a year. But also, I don't want to wait five years to discover that Jed Hoyer is a mediocrity when he's making it pretty goddamn clear right now. So, yeah. I, I, I'm not team rebuild at this point. I'm still, it, certainly if you want to reset, I'd be in favor at this point of identifying a couple of key guys from the Rizzo, Bryant, Baez core, locking them up, and Contreras, don't want to forget Wilson Contreras, Sarah Sanchez will be very mad at me if I don't, if I don't include him. But lock up a couple of those guys. Identify who are the ones you want long-term to lead the next core of guys and have that be your baseline going forward. That makes a lot more sense to me than trying out, you know, another group of 18-year-olds again. So that is it for this abbreviated episode of Three Strikes You're Out. When a perfectionist tries to record a 15-minute episode, it ends up taking an hour. Good times. want to wish everybody a very happy 4th of July weekend. And it feels like, it, at least for me, that I feel a little bit more comfortable celebrating the 4th this year. I remember last year, uh, I believe I wrote something like, the only thing good I can say about America is that it contains Chicago. And it still does. And that's great. And it, I, I can't say yet that I'm super duper proud of America, but at least it feels like I feel okay saying enjoy the 4th. And that's progress, maybe? Sure. Anyway, happy Independence Day, all. We'll talk to you next week. Go Cubs.